pain is something that we all have gone through but have we lived a fulfilled life with the pain that we have tune into this podcast where you get to know how to live a fulfilled life and embracing the pain my first step ever podcast helps growth minded youth across the globe who are hungry to achieve their goals this self help podcast uncovers the unique stories of people across the globe who are living a fulfilled life with their wisdom strategy and actionable steps this podcast helps you take your first step ever Hey everyone, I'm Ishani Nigam, the producer and host of this podcast. A creative and a curious soul based out of Melbourne with a background in marketing, digital content and design, I help create content that inspire and educate my audiences. I love to help entrepreneurs, coaches, brands that need to have a voice through podcasting. If you're looking to enhance your brand through podcasting where you can share more information about you your work i'm up for a chat reach out to me at my first step ever underscore in my instagram account and for now let's tune into this episode this is my first step ever and you have tuned into another amazing episode each time we try and embark on a journey of a person's life who has made their life the way they want to be with different challenges that they have come across but they have shown us their resilience and they are here to share those strategies and their challenges so that we can surpass our challenges wherever and whichever phase of life we are and today i'm so honored and i'm really really excited to welcome our guest speaker so please welcome terry tucker from all the way from usa hi terry how are you doing i'm great it's johnny how are you i am super excited and i'm super pumped you know at times you think of oh my god what i'm doing with my life uh, what should i do now i'm just a little tired and then i read about you and everything i'm going to talk talk about you right now everything about you is so inspiring i'm i'm sure you must have gone through your challenges how you are standing each day and you know facing everything that comes your way and let me introduce you to my listeners today so terry tucker has been an ncaa division 1 college basketball player he's a citadel cadet a marketing executive and most interesting and undercover narcotics investigator a swat team hostage negotiator and i have this amazing person sitting in front of me today so it's a big deal for me he's also but it doesn't stop here He is also a business owner. He's a motivational speaker and author and most recently a cancer warrior. And that is something that I'm so proud of him that he is going through such a challenging time and we are all with you Terry I just want to tell you. And you have done such amazing work in your life. The resilience that you must have built I know it's going to take you through a long way. Let me also tell you something about Terry that he is an author of Sustainable Excellence 10 Principles to Living Your Life in Uncommon and Extraordinary Life. So he's here to let us know to share his stories his challenges so that we know exactly how can we move one step ahead to 
our goal to go one step ahead to our to take that first step ever in our journey so terry welcome on my first step ever and i want to go back to the very beginning of your career your you know high school days how were you as a young adult and what mindset did you carry then i i was just like everybody else you know there there was really nothing special about me other than i was very tall you you, you can't tell this from my voice but i'm 6 foot 8 inches tall and i played basketball in college and when i was in high school even when i was in like 8th grade i was 6 foot 5 so so i was i was pretty tall but i had three knee surgeries in high school and that kind of propelled me into realizing that we need you know our minds have such a great emphasis or control over all of us that we need to control those minds otherwise they're going to control us in in not so much of a good way so you know i i you know i've got two brothers i'm the oldest of three boys they're all tall my dad was tall my mom wasn't so tall but my mom was the boss of the family so it didn't matter how tall or big or strong we were so that's a little bit about my childhood that that's a great lesson over there that it really doesn't you know depend on how you look or you know what sort of a height you got but it's just that personality and that you know a deep understanding that matters at who you are but having a very different height from the usual people in your class as you mentioned you were 6 5 when you were in 8th standard did that in any way affect you negatively by your people around you or were the people very supportive and how was your reaction to those situation at that point in time no they weren't very supportive i mean they were like most kids that you know if if you're kind of outside the norm that you get teased and you know in addition to being 6 foot 5 i had a very i had a size 14 shoe so i had a long narrow foot and i had great big ears my head had not sort of caught up with with my body or with my ears and so i would get teased but i i took all that and i put that into something positive which for me you know what was was basketball and and i understand when you're young you want to be part of the group but i would suggest to all your listeners that you know what if you've got people that are teasing you or bullying you or doing anything like that get those people out of your life and surround yourself with people that are going to be honest with you they're going to uplift you they're that want the best for you you know you know i always say that if i'd never met you but i knew the five people that you hung around with the most i could probably tell you a lot about you even though i'd never seen you i'd never met you so surround yourself with people that have your best interest in mind and and you know what again i you know as a police officer I got called a whole lot of really bad names but those only hurt if you own them if you take that in and you care what somebody else said if somebody else is bullying you and saying nasty things about you whether they're saying it to your face or they're saying it to you online or you know over your cell phone or whatever it is you know it it only hurts if you own it if somebody says something that like that about me I'd be like you know what that person doesn't care about me they don't have my best interests in mind and why would i own what they have to say about me if it's negative so i just look at it like you know what you don't matter to me i'm going to surround myself with good quality people that care about me 
I think that's such a great mindset to carry and it doesn't come very easily. One has to work on it. And I'm really grateful that you shared this situation in your life with us because it could be in any form that all of us feel bullied, cornered, or we feel like we don't fit the norm. And we we think that, oh, we don't have friends. No one's talking to us. Maybe something's happening bad with me. I am the bad person. I'm, I'm Maybe I'm not doing something right. And that's how we lose ourselves. So that was a very, very, very important, I think, suggestion, a life lesson that you have shared with us, that accept yourself and also be aware of the people you are hanging out with. As you very rightly said, that you're the average of five people that you are hanging out with. So that really makes a lot of difference in your life. And as in when you grow in life, you understand these things. But this is the reason that we have such amazing people like you on this podcast so that we can learn from your journey as well. And, you know, we can make that step that we want to take faster than ever because time is a very important factor. So speaking about time from there, from your, you know, school days, from your university time, you were such a great basketball player. And I could see that you were into marketing and you always had that very analytical mind. So how did you choose to, you know, come into the SWAT team? Uh, become the undercover narcotics investigator and not wanted to pursue maybe the maybe in basketball field or some other field what really inspired you to go to that direction which is a less often chosen one yeah it, it I, I guess kind of two things one I, I had a, a fourth knee surgery in college and I, I physically I just wasn't able to pursue basketball beyond college but in terms of, you know, if you kind of look at my resume, you know, my first two jobs were were in business. And my passion, my purpose was law enforcement. But my father, his father, my grandfather was a policeman in Chicago, which is probably the third largest city in the United States, and was actually shot in the line of duty with his own gun. It wasn't a serious injury. He was shot in the ankle. But he remembered the stories that his his mom, my grandmother, told about the knock on the door of Mrs. Tucker, grab your son, your husband's been shot and come with us. So when I expressed an interest in, in going into law enforcement, my dad was like, nope, 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 nope. You're going to go to college. You're going to major in business. You're going to get out. You're going to get a job in business. You're going to get married, have 2.4 kids and live in the sun. I mean, my dad had my entire life planned out. But it was, the, it was the life my dad wanted me to live. It wasn't the life that I felt I was born to live. So I had a choice after college. I, I had to move home to help my mother because my father and my grandmother were both dying of different forms of cancer. So I had a choice. I could, I could pursue law enforcement, basically say, hey, dad, I know you're sick. Sorry about that, but I'm going to do what I want to do. Or I could say, you know what, I will do what my father wants me to do until he passes away. And, and that's what I did. I didn't want to hurt him anymore by doing something that he didn't want me to do. So I waited until after he passed away. And then I became a police officer. So I followed my dreams. I followed my passion. Eventually, I just chose not to upset my father and do it right after I got out of college. We often are, you know, in the situation when we hear our near and dear ones, especially our family, telling us, you know, take this path, it's safer. And uh, we, you definitely have a success rate, you know, we have seen. You'll at least reach somewhere in life. 
But the one that you're trying to take, for any reason, if that's a very unconventional path, becomes very difficult for other people to let us take our own decisions. And either you are a person with that conviction that, no, you know, I will go to it and I will do whatever it takes, or else you fight with your own demons, you know, what should I do? What should I do? And your, and your own understanding. In your case, it was interesting to see how you handled your situation. At the end of the day, you did what you wanted to, but you also kept your family above anything else that was more dear to you it comes down to the values that you have what you value the most so it was very very interesting to hear that and i think people who are listening to us they can see the kind of decisions that you had to take the kind of challenges that you you had in your situation which i would say is a little different from a lot of our life i just wanted to ask another thing <laughs> before i move on because i think there's a lot to learn from your story you had gone through several knee injuries and you probably wanted to do something in the basketball uh, field as of your knee injury. How did that feel, you know, that you couldn't acquire the dream that you wanted to because of thing that is not your fault? And how did you deal with that and get this courage of, you know, whatever it is, it is in the past. Now I'm going to do what it takes to, you know, build my life and work towards something that I, I like other than basketball? Yeah, I, I think, you know, at that point in my life, basketball was my purpose. Basketball was my passion. And I think I took that as far as I could physically. And once I did that, then I had to have another passion, another purpose. And I, I felt that was law enforcement. And even now, as I'm probably coming to the end of my life, my passion and purpose have changed again. They, they, they've become different, you know, than, than being in law enforcement. So, you know, and, and I always tell people, because I, I think it's important for you to realize that, you know, we talk a lot about passion or purpose or why, and we equate that to our job, you know, that, that my job has to be my purpose. Your job doesn't have to be your purpose. Your job could be, you know, what you do to pay the bills, but your purpose is over here. And it may be writing or painting or volunteering or whatever you figure out the reason you were put on this earth to do. So don't feel that, you know, your purpose has to be your job. For many people, it is. But for many other people, it isn't. And don't tie yourself up in knots thinking, oh, you know, I'm doing this job and I really don't like it. You know, okay, but if you're doing, you know, maybe you're writing books or articles or whatever, I'm just using that as an example. Maybe there's something else that's your purpose and it doesn't have to be your job and that's okay. So don't, don't get too excited when it's, you know, if it's not your job. And, and so I, I think that's, that's real important to to remember that you don't, you know, it doesn't have to be your job. It can be something else in life. That is a very different perspective that any guest speaker has shared on the podcast so far. Because what we have been listening and seeing is that you pursue your purpose. And, you know, if you're spending so much of time in your work life, then it's better to work towards a purpose that you would like. But that's a very interesting take. And I would really like to thank you for sharing it. For a lot of people who are listening to us in whatever stage of their life they are, we might face some situations that a purpose or a dream that we dearly held very close to our heart, but it 
for some reason it did not come true not our fault but as you have seen in terry's life that how he took that as a challenge and how he changed his thinking and he did accomplish what he wanted to so came through a, a phase in your life which has been very challenging for you uh, as as you are going through it i just wanted to ask you in this entire journey that you had are you able to share with our listeners the top 3 tips or suggestions for for the mental health it's a very difficult period for all of us with your journey so far and whatever you have seen what do you think is the top 3 suggestions or help that you can provide yeah i'll actually i'll give you what i call and and what i've come to to label as my four truths. So I'm going to add one if you don't mind if it's okay. Yeah. Um and and the first one we sort of talked about before. Control your mind or your mind will control you. You know, our brains are hardwired to avoid pain and discomfort and to seek pleasure. So to the brain, the status quo is good. It's fine. It's comfortable. But the only way you're going to grow, the only way you're going to get better is to push past those comfort zones to do things that scare you that very well may embarrass you and things like that and i always t- when i speak to young people i always tell them this if there's something in your heart something in your soul that you believe you should do but it scares you go ahead and do it because at the end of your life the things that you're going to regret are not going to be the things you did they're going to be the things you didn't do and by then it's going to be too late to go back and do them. So that's number 1, control your mind. Number 2 is we're all going to experience pain in our lives. It doesn't have to be cancer pain like mine or an an illness or anything like that. You could flunk a test at school or break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or not get the promotion at work that you believe you deserve. Pain is inevitable. Suffering on the other hand, suffering is optional. suffering is what you do with that pain and and the second point is you need to embrace the pain and the difficulty that we all experience in life and use that to make you a stronger and more determined individual so many people run away from pain i'm suggesting you do the opposite what if you took that pain what if you flipped it inside and you burned it as fuel or you used it as energy to make you a stronger and more determined individual. So that's number 2. Number 3 is more of a I guess a legacy truth for lack of a better word and it's this. It's what you leave behind is what you weave in the hearts of other people. I I know when you're young you don't think a lot about the end game. You don't think about the end of your life. But what are people going to say about you at your funeral? you know would your ancestors be proud of the life that you have lived because they you know they pretty much greased the skids to get you to where you are would your ancestors be proud of that life so if you think about it now and again i'm not suggesting that you live somebody else's life you have to be true to yourself but think about what people are going to say at your funeral and if you're not happy about what they're saying you have time to change it so that's number 3 and then number 4 is pretty self-explanatory as long as you don't quit you can never be defeated and you know i have pain in my life my pain is going to end someday for me it may end through surgery it may end through medication it very well may end when i die but if i quit if i give up if i give in to my pain then i'm going to have pain 
with me for the rest of my life. So I'll use those four and, and hopefully those in some way will help your audience in terms of their mental capacity or their, or their mental outlook on life. Yeah, that sure does make a lot of difference. And when I was listening to it, I could really imagine the area of my life when I have done that sort of, you know, I have behaved in a way that has not really served me well. And that, that really helps, helps me think that what is the direction that I can take that can help me overcome. And I think one of my favorite one would, from all these would be, you know, embrace the pain. I think that's something that all of us fear that, no, you know, if I do this, I'll fail. Then the, that's another sort of mental pain that you have. And there's a physical pain that you go through. And we fear that. But I think all these things we should sort of normalize, as you rightly said. We should normalize and make a part of our life because you cannot avoid it. Very, very rightly said. And there is more to what you just mentioned over here. And I think you started a website called Motivational Check to help others find and lead their uncommon and extraordinary life. So I'm definitely going to share that link with all my listeners. And I'm so fascinated just to hear your story, you know, how far you have come that just shows a person that you can do anything that you want in your life. And even if there are challenges thrown in front of you, you know, it only depends on your determination and your mindset that how you can go past that. And you've really shown that. And seeing an example sort of helps because, I mean, it's good to be proactive, to take the lead and be the person to show the light to other people. But if it becomes very difficult for all the people, then people like you who come forward and share their journey, it really means a lot. So thank you, Terry. I really want to ask you something. This is something I did not plan, but because I'm listening to your story and I'm so inspired. Has there ever been a time in your life where, you know, you didn't mean or do something wrong in your workplace, but unfortunately what you did, it, everything just went wrong, you know, and how did you correct that situation? I, I guess, I, I guess I sort of want to answer your question with a story. There's a, there's a book out called Legacy. It's written by a, by a man by the name of Kerr, K-E-R-R. And it's, it's the story of the New Zealand national rugby team, who by most accounts is the most successful sports franchise of any sport of all time in any country. And they're, they're called the All Blacks because their jerseys and their pants or their shorts are all black. They, they dress in all black. And one of the things, I, I mean, think about this, the probably greatest sports franchise in the, in the history of sports, what would you think they would hire for? That I, I, you know, when I read the book, I'm like, well, you, you will hire, when you bring people on your team, they're going to be technically competent. They're going to be very good at what they do. And that's, that's the number one thing that you look for when you hire people. But that's not the case with them. They look for two things. And I, I, I'll answer your, I guess, kind of your question here in a minute, but I want to tell the story because I think it's important. And the two things they look for are number one, character. What kind of person are you? I don't care what kind of rugby player you are. What kind of a human being are you? That's number one. And number two is humility. We don't have all the answers. I, I don't have all the answers. You know, but hey, we come together as a group, as a team, 
we will find the answers. We will figure out the answers. So I, I, I wanted to tell that story because I think it's important when you do mess up, whether it's at work, whether it's in a relationship, you know, wh whether it's at your, your church or synagogue or whatever you believe, whatever it is when you mess up, it all goes back to those two things. What kind of person are you? What is your character? What are your beliefs? And how do you deal with people in that regard? And number two, to be humble, to, to be able to, you know, hey, I blew that. You know, yeah, I shouldn't have said that to you. I shouldn't have done that. When I was at Wendy's International, the, their, their hamburger chain, uh, and, and they're, they're international. That was my first job out of college. I saw, I was in the marketing department, but then I moved into new product marketing. So it was new products that we were introducing. And we were looking at this particular product. And the initial reaction to it was, yeah, it's got a great taste, but aesthetically, you're looking at it, it doesn't look very good. So we're probably not going to go with it. But there was one man who said, you know what, I think we should spend money and test it. I think we should put it into some stores and see how it goes. Now, that cost a lot of money when you we would put a product into stores and the product failed. It failed miserably. But that man, I, I learned a lot because he believed in that so much that he was willing to stand up in front of everybody and say, hey, I think we should do this. And we did it and it bombed. And, and he, you know, it's like we all go into this debriefing meeting at the end of the project and we're all expecting him to get fired or yelled at or whatever. And his boss, the vice president, it was great. It was like, you know, he, he laid it out. Yeah, this, you know, John said we should do this, but it, it bombed. And he, but he said, you know what? I want all of you to have that passion. I want all of you to believe in what we're doing here. And if you think we should pursue something, even though the data or, or the, the focus groups or the marketing says we shouldn't, I want you to have the same passion John did and bring that forward and see what happens. So I would suggest that to your listeners, have that passion at work for whatever you do. If you're going to do it, if you're going to spend your time doing it, have passion for it. Thank you, Terry. Thank you so much for being on my first step ever sharing such important lessons of your life with us because I think they resonate with a lot of us. We might be in similar or different situation, but we often are faced with the same questions depending upon whether it's a mental decision that we need to take or it's something to do with our entire body that how much pain that we can take. And definitely the most important thing is to finding ourselves. That is the most beautiful part about our life is to find ourselves and be who we are. So thank you, Terry, for being who you are and coming on my first step ever. And before you take your leave, leave our listeners with a thought or a saying that you resonate with. Well, I've got two that I'm thinking about right now. I'll give you both of them. Yeah. So this is a definition of success that I heard long ago when I was when I was young. And here, here's what it here's what it is. Success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing that you did the best to become the best that you're capable of becoming. So that's the first one. The second one is more of who's watching you, who's em who wants to emulate you, that you have no idea that your life is having an impact on somebody that you have no idea who that person is. And here's the saying, the careful person I wanna be, a little person follows me, 
I dare not go astray for fear they may go the same way. These chats leave me with amazing energy. And today, I like to leave you with that positive energy. If you've liked this episode, enjoyed or learned something out of it, then follow me at my first step ever underscore IN Instagram account where you can get in touch and let me know that what really helped you. And keep following my first step ever podcast on Apple, Google or Spotify, whichever platform you love. And before I take your leave, I would like to say that if you love watching videos, this podcast is also available on my YouTube channel, Ishani Nigam. Until next time, start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself.